I'm the Hermit. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to the Monologues. This time on the Monologues, we have My Time at Portia from Paythia Games and Elysian Salt and Seed Watermelon Gose. Uh, who's huh? that from? Oh, that's from Elysian. That's right. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to start this episode, but oh, take yeah. one. Can we say take one every time we make it through one without having to re-record? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so I kind of thought with this being like a lighter 4% little watermelon sour beer, I really didn't expect this to be a uh, need a bottle opener, but you do. Just a heads up on that. And like normal, I'm going to grab the old Infinity Gauntlet. I- I'm using the... Uh- the uh bachelor's uh the uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the wedding there bust that one out looks like you're struggling with the infinity gauntlet it just can't handle it <laughs> dude whatever maybe there was some stones missing had to put them back in really quick you've kind of got me into this class thing too i'm not gonna lie after telling such a difference with one of the IP- ipas i drank on the side that had nothing to do with podcast yeah Made such a difference on taste. Now I'm kind of just been, everything's been going in the glass. Telling you. There's something to it. Oh, this is actually darker than I expected. It's not like a dark beer, but it's darker than I expected. Uh, Yeah, it's about an amber. Huh. All right. Well, all right. Let's dig in. All right. Here we go. Oh, dude. That's dude, like a I, water. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think sours are my thing, man. Dude, this is like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. I could drink these all day, like just from the first taste. I know that. So wow, all right. So yeah, like you brought over that rawberry, and ever since then, I've kind of gone on like a sour kick and tried a few. You gave me like a sour wheat or yeah, sour wheat ale to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like that. I let somebody else give that a shot. I even let Brandy try it, and she didn't care for that one even as much. I'm like, really? I like that one quite a bit too. I drank it too more than everybody else. It's um. You know, we won't get into that in case we review or do something with the, that brewery, which is another local one. So it might be a while, but in case we do, I won't get into who that is, but no, I, I did the same thing. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah. Their, um, and their IPA was actually the one I was referencing about the glass is a lot of people were like, eh, it's not that great. Actually, I thought it was really good. Um, it wasn't I terrible. Poured, yeah. 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 You got, you got the case of it too. That's right. I mm-hmm. brought, sent you one. Yeah. Um, so I will say this, I've been waiting to try this beer. We picked this out. Oof. What was it like two months ago I had this decided? Yeah, probably. Something yeah, like that. For a while. Yeah, and we finally worked it into an episode. And man, <laughs> all the guys that got to try it because of me, because they sampled that case out. Thank you, Will Fisher. Uh, <laughs> and and Derek and Travis for letting that happen. Yeah, for them sampling that out, all the guys at work got to try the remnants. I just took one six pack, you know, for us. Yeah. Holy buckets, dude. This stuff's good. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's definitely worth it, man. Uh, and this is only a seasonal too, right? Yeah, it's just a seasonal. You're right. That's it's four percent too. By the way, well, not nothing heavy. Yeah, it's not bad, but you know, good summer beer for sure. Yeah, but it came out springtime. So if we got this a couple months ago, you know, yeah, they we we always get it a little early before the season crashes okay. in. So gotcha. That's the way most of that stuff works. I mean, we'll get you know the October beer is a big thing, and we'll get that stuff a couple months early, probably. I would say one or two months early. Sweet. But a heads up, uh, I can't drink all three of these. I have to keep a bottle for, for Bailey. She already told me. Yeah. 
She <laughs> claimed one. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll nice. just limit myself to two. <laughs> so before we just get lost in this beer talk, let's go ahead and get this game started. So this is my time at Porsche. And it's kind of funny because it fits into several categories for what kind of game this is, at least for me, and what kind of what they say too. So if I'm not mistaken, it's like an adventure game, a life simulation game, uh, and a fighting game, you name it. This kind of game has a little bit of everything mixed into it. Yeah, really, it's just kind of an RPG, though. I mean, In really, sense, you're yeah. just doing a lot of quests and going through, building things, um, completing those quests. So when you first arrive at Portia or Portia, depending on which of the natives of the island you land on, uh, you talk to um uh, they all say the name a little bit differently. Uh, some of them say Portia, some of them say Portia. But uh, I think when I've heard uh, non-characters say the name of the game, it's Portia. So we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll just stick with Portia. I'm yeah. stuck on that now. Me too. But <laughs> <laughs> so when you talk to, uh, so when you first land on Portia, you know, you find that um, you're kind of, uh, following along the footsteps of your long lost dad, who, uh, seems to be maybe a bit of a flake <laughs> and has kind of just abandoned you is like, Oh, I was never able to be a good dad or something like that. It's like very early on. It was kind of weird. Like the whole intro yeah. bit. Dude, I thought he was odd. dead for a brief moment and he passed and left you this stuff. But then it's kind of, you could, it's kind of misleading when you read it. Cause it's like. Sorry, I couldn't be there. I got to do something way over here. Yeah, he's like, no, I just effed off, man. He's like, nah, I'm gone. He's like, I know you're coming, but yeah, you can figure this out. Yeah, I left the stuff. <laughs> Grow up and be a man, son of a bitch. Go do something. I'm not going to do it all for you. Right. That's. I mean, I guess it could be, you know, whatever. Because you can make your own character. It's an RPG, but it's customizable. I mean, you, I made my own character and it's kind of weird. Like I, I do a terrible job every time I try to make a character look like me. Like I don't, I do the worst job possible, <laughs> whether it's like a Snapchat, like me, whatever me, whatever it is. And it's like, it's supposed to look like me. Bailey comes and fixes it for me. <laughs> she didn't have a chance on this one, but she's like, Oh, that guy, your little guy's cute on there. I'm like, yeah, it's not me for sure. <laughs> and she agreed to that. she's like, that's definitely not looks like you, but that's all right. So now I made my character and, um, you're right. Your dad's gone. He leaves you with this. You can't really call it a farm. It's like a workshop place. Yeah, it's a workshop. You get a, like, the first thing you do is get a name it, right? You right. Can, you land there, you get this workshop, and um, they don't give you m much instruction on it. It's like, here, well, here's your thing, and here's your workshop. Uh, here's I, think bef I think before you name it, you have to get your license thing approved to be a builder. Uh, yeah. R right, right, yeah. Which is a simple little quest. It's nothing hard at all. No, you basically have to build yourself some tools because you get to mm -hmm. keep them, right? You get to uh, build yourself an axe and a pickaxe. So kind of like Minecraft almost or, or something like that or Roblox or whatever. You're, you're building yourself your tools uh, that because you're going to go around and use those to get gather your materials that you will need for the quests that come up. And uh, so what you do is you get your license as a builder there for the island. And that's what you're using that workshop that your dad gave you for is to go around and help the people on the island of Portia. Right. And so usually you wouldn't think of fighting in these games, but you also can make uh, weapons and yeah. fight and you get things. Everything in, in this game has a material, uh, which, you know, if you've played, I referenced a lot when I picked this game, it reminded me of like a Harvest Moon or a Stardew Valley or like an Animal Crossing. All those games kind of reminded me of this game and then some added touches to it. 
And if I'm going to, you know, again, we always say transparency. So we picked this beer a long time ago. Um, I think I was delivering it and sent you a picture and you're like, oh yeah, that looks interesting. And then I've made that happen. And that was a good, at least two or three months ago that we kind of put that in motion. And then I decided to try to find a game like normal (laughs) based off of the beer, which I'm starting to think I'm doing this so backwards, (laughs) but we had these to use. So here we are. And I actually picked this game because it looked like at some point you get to do like farming and stuff, or you can, if you'd like to. Yeah. Um, I will tell you this now, I, as much as I did on this game, and I did play it a lot because I actually really enjoyed this game, I never got to where I had watermelon planted, You're which right. was kind of my hope. <laughs> yeah, to, to go along with the Gosa, yes. you had to plant some watermelon. No, I didn't either. I I honestly only planted like um, some uh, cotton. I planted quite a bit of cotton for some reason. I don't know why, but I pat- planted cotton. I think because one of the first quests I got involved getting some cotton. So that's what started me down that path. And then uh, I planted some either uh, wheat or corn or something like that. I don't know. Something else. But I, yeah, didn't have, never plant any watermelon. So, yeah, no, I didn't get to that level either. Um, and, you know, that's fine. But so, you know, it is what it is. And maybe I'm a little bit of a broken human in one fashion. And I, again, I blame the beast. I blame World of Warcraft for this because, man, I would just get caught up farming mats, like endless amounts of mats and then selling it for gold. I mean, I just like get lost in, man, I just got to be able to cut down bigger trees and, and break down bigger rocks. And like, I mean, I got lost in like the building more than I did the farming stuff. I wanted to get, yeah, I wanted to get to where I could upgrade the work area. Um, yeah. That was my whole goal was to, I wanted to get to a point where I could make, you know, everything possible. That was like my goal for some reason. Yeah. So I I can definitely see that. And I honestly, um, as I played this game more, I kind of saw how you would definitely like this game, like how it fills in, fits into your tendencies to just kind of zone in and, and focus on that little grind factor. Like you really love the grind of just hammering your face into the same thing over and over and over again. I love staying. It's a busy (laughs) thing. I like being constantly busy and I don't, I, you would think I would do the opposite because that's kind of my real life. So you'd think in the video game world, I'd want more relaxed time. No, no, let's make that time busy too, sir. Let's, let's jam pack in as many. I mean, it's like, I almost like the chaotic different avenues like i need this i need this i need this okay so like you're planning out your day based off and in this game we haven't really broke down the details too much but you have stamina yeah and i'm not sure what did you put as you level up your character from doing things you get experience points and i really like this part of the game you have a talent tree system kind of like yeah you would think of a fighting game or like empire of sin or well, any of these like games where you get to pick yeah yeah where you get to kind of customize your character definitely this is the rpg part of it um what did you as you leveled up, what did you put your points into? All my stuff was down the center. Um, Same. I could not get, I wanted to just. So, so yeah, I didn't care about the fighting aspect of it because honestly, I didn't see you gain very little mats from the fighting system. I could see where that would be beneficial in the future, but perhaps, but right now in the very beginning of the game, and I did put quite a bit of time in the game myself. I put like 21 hours into this game. Yeah. So, so I did put a fair amount of the time into the game. Um, but in the very beginning of the game, you don't have to do as much fighting and the fighting you do is against lower level creatures. Um, so, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You just get yourself a nice little sword and go 
go ham on some some cute little llamas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they were kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. And there was different colored ones, too. I wanted, right. my, my goal was to eventually have those. I was going to trap those things. And you can, right? I know. But, I, yeah. I never got that far. I mean, I think I'm close. I just hadn't broken yeah. that last little part yet. So, yeah. But uh, the other side of it was a social side, right? You could boost your social skills. So that way you could um, gain more, uh, I guess, influence or um, I don't know what, I can't remember what it was called. Nice. Almost done with that one. Sweet. I'm getting close on mine as well. It's good. It is definitely good. Um, but the social side, so you could like uh, gain more reputation points with the other uh, people on the island. And, you know, uh, uh, this is just me. Uh, I never really see the benefit to that side of any of these games like when there is a social aspect of a game like this like that's usually the last thing i spend my time on um unless there is something like an achievement tied to it or something like that i'm not going to spend a lot of time focusing on that i'm just going to grind out what i need to grind out to progress in the game and get my achievements there uh or you know complete the game that that way but the social side is just i don't know something i don't really tend to focus on i i don't see a whole lot of benefit in it there might be later in the game, though. There might be more that you need to do. Like, you can't go any farther until, like, you you can marry people. And you may not be able to go past a certain point until you have a spouse. I don't know. Okay, so did you do any of the events in town when they would give you, like, little mail-in flyers for the calendar? Did you do any of the event social stuff at all? Yeah, I would go in during that, yeah. did. You, so you got the one that was throwing out gifts everywhere? Yep, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of fun, but that doesn't really require but, no. You, you just to be like social. You just run in there, and get, you yeah. Just you just run all of them and grab the gifts. Exactly, just race people. Oh, I did that too. I was them. just freaking hogging those things. The only like social thing that I really did is, um, so one of the things you get to do is you go into like different caves that are around the city of Portia, and in those cities you get different relics and things like that. And one of the things that, or one of the items you can collect in there are like a a book. And I found that if you gift that book to certain people, it ups your reputation with those certain people a lot. And so I, I did like figure out who would like certain books more than others. So like I, I spent, I found one book that I, I got like four of the same copy and I gave it to one person who it gave me like 14, I guess, 14 relationship points. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was called. But it was plus 14 with that person. I think it was Gust. And uh, so I was like, oh, hey, that's that's awesome because normally you're getting like one per interaction. So what you're saying was you're closest to marrying Gust over yeah. everybody else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Right I on. think it was like Gust and some old dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like I'd go with the younger one. I don't know. Let's see how the other one has, older one has more to offer. I mean, it really kind of depends, I guess. What kind of a state did he have? I mean, you know. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, uh, Gust was, you know, part of the, uh, what, A&G construction company. Yeah. I, I'm definitely going I knew with that him. He's got more money. Familiar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Aiming high. I like it. I know that shit's right. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Tyler. Anyway, so, yeah. And, well, before we get off on super big tangents about our time playing this game, which I... You know, your original text, again, we do this a lot. You, we, we don't do a super good job of staying like silent through this. We do do a pretty good job of not going into detail. No. Yeah. But I did get a few negative messages that were like, ah, what did you drag me into? So I'm glad to see that that's changed a little. 
Um, so when I first started playing this game, I would say my rating for this game would have been like ultra low because when I first started playing the game, I thought, man, this game was either made for children or I just don't get it. Like it's, it was super slow and none of it, I don't know. It just seemed very simplistic. I don't know. It was just basically slam your face into a bunch of rocks or trees, uh, gather the mats, do the quests, rinse, repeat, be done. Um, the thing that got me more into the game is as you go on, you get more and more uh, commissions that you can do as a builder. And the thing that I found most interesting was how do you time your resources going across all the different machines you have in your workshop? Um, so, or your, your, it's not even really your workshop. It's just this area you've got outside your house, which constitutes your workshop that you've built these other machines. And sometimes to make certain things, you need to build other machines to build those, you know, make those parts. So you would have to time building those machines and building the parts to build the machines. And, you know, it, it just, that was the thing that got me more interested into the game is I got farther into it and it wasn't as simple um, to do that part of it, that was more interesting, but having things like you are smelting in a basic furnace or what was it called? It was, was that it? No, nah, there was the, oh my gosh, you would ask me that. Cause there was like the, uh, civil something, civil furnace. That, yeah. that was what it was. It was a civil furnace. And I'm like, okay, so why not just call it a forge or why not just call, <laughs> you know, well, so let's tie that into the kind of the storyline of this game a little bit, which I don't know. We do a we do a very weird mix of like spoilers slash like review of of stuff, and right. I don't mean to really provide a lot of spoilers, but this is just part of the game. Like what's going on in the storyline in this game's a lot dictated by how you want to play. So backtrack a little bit, you start realizing this is a civilization that the collapse of society has happened at some point, mm-hmm. which if you really get into history and i won't go super deep into it but it's hum- humanity and culture is not a you know straight up line there has been some you know up and downs so i kind of like that nature behind this that you're kind of like that we didn't really bring this up yet but now we're going to is you can go in those caves you were talking about around town and you find ancient tech yeah that is unlocking more for you to be able to build right and part of the culture there is like against <laughs> you know, because obviously whatever those people did ended, you know, it has a problem. Some are for, some are against, right? So yeah, like you have the yeah, research yeah, yeah. center that's really for it and they'll mm-hmm. help you along the way. And then you have like, uh, the, what, what it was certain kind of church. What was it? It was Dude, um, for some reason, church of light. It comes to mind, but I don't think that's correct. No, I think that is right. It is. The, no, I think my, it's the church of light. Yeah. Smarter than I am, I guess sometimes, but <laughs> so, and before we get too far down this rabbit hole, there's a few categories we need to you know go over before we forget, and that is the cost of this game. Now, I'm a moron like normal. I did not check. I didn't even think to check the Game Pass on this one. I uh, went straight to the Switch and got m- this game, and it was thirty dollars. It was not cheap. Yeah. And I actually messaged you and said, "This, are you sure you want to do this when it's the most expensive game that we've, you know, we really don't dump a lot of money into this stuff if we can help it. And I was totally cool with it. I, I'm right. be 100% honest with you, dude. I was totally cool with doing the Switch game for $30. Uh, 
So let me tell you my <laughs> well, side of we, this. So because typically we don't spend a whole lot, so we have some, and we're not going to go out and buy brand new $60 games if we can right. help it. Yeah. So, you know, I can do 30 here and there. I don't yeah. want mama getting too mad. You know, it's yeah. summertime, everybody's birthdays, we're always busy. I don't want to blow a lot man. of money, but right. We all have expenses. And so I was cool with, she was cool. I told her, okay, I'm going to spend 30 bucks on this or whatever. And she was cool with it, you know, and I figured it's on Switch. Like I like Switch a lot more than you do because of the portableness. And then you're like, hey, yeah, well, that game's great because I'm going to come do it on the Game Pass. It's free. No, that's, and that's not exactly, <laughs> that's not exactly how this went down. Okay. Well, you can, you can correct me. That's fine. All right. So we were going to do it on, we were both going to do it on Switch and I was cool with that. I, so I looked it up on the Switch first. I was get I was actually in the shop getting ready to purchase it and I was like, "Hey, you don't have a PlayStation 4. I do. We've never reviewed a game on the PlayStation 4." Correct. So, I was like, "Well, fuck. Why don't I just go ahead and try to see if it's on PlayStation?" And so I went over to the PlayStation store and just to look. So I went over there and when I went to the PlayStation store, I saw that it was available on the PlayStation Network pass or the or place the basically the playstation version of the game pass and i was like well shoot if it's available on playstation's game version of game pass i wonder if it's available on xbox game pass and so i went back and i went to xbox and i looked and of course there it of course is it was there of course xbox it was game pass i was like okay Which- so so here's the interesting thing and this is something i didn't think you thought about I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to do this unless there's one more condition. Let me see if it's available through Xbox, Xbox's uh, cloud service. So they have a cloud service that you can play the game on your phone. So that would mean that I'm playing the game portably as well. So that was my whole justification for going back to that switch because I want or going back to the game on the Xbox Game Pass because I wanted to compare not I already everybody knows I already have a problem with the Switch. Like I want to take platform out of this, man. I hate the, the I don't like the Switch. I, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I uh, like as soon as we're and gonna, I and I'm like the difference. I'm like I do like the Switch. Right. You I mean I think it could be, you know, it's their first version of this. Not that they haven't done, you know, mobile. That's like what Nintendo's been known for in a lot of ways. But I think there's room for improvement. But, but I mean they, if you look They've Switch done mobile. Save them. They've done mobile and they've done they I don't know. They have a lot of ways that they've they've messed this version up. I can't get behind them with with the Switch at all. I, I think they they did hold a on, lot. Hold on. Hold they on. did a lot to really go with and and turn a blind eye and try to downplay what is going on with the Joy-Cons like globally like this is this is a big thing for them like the nintendo switch this whole thing with the joy cons saved their company if you really look into it and switch saved their company in a lot of ways i don't i don't disagree but i think because of the shortcuts they've taken and not owning up to some of the downfalls that it has and not just being able to fix them like they should and do things correctly i can't get behind that i just can't I can't get behind the switch. I, I I don't know. I can't play. I find it unplayable oh, for most man. games. Okay, so you ever play Mario Party with the kids and the family? No. Oh, dude, it's perfect. I like the seamless drop in. The joy. I will not argue the Joy Cons have an issue. Yeah, 
they could, they need to put a little more quality in them. But they're not cheap either, so there must be something going on there because yeah, it's I, called money, do, sir. Nothing for the Switch is cheap. <laughs> not, a brand you're new right. game. A br- so a brand new game. Uh, not even a brand new game. A game that has been out for quite a while for uh, for all platforms will be sold for lesser cost on both Xbox and PlayStation, yeah. while the Switch still sells it at sixty bucks. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I'm not, I wouldn't argue that. I don't. I don't know. I haven't looked that up, but. Um, I know the switch. I know the switch is not cheap for sure. Anything involving the switch isn't cheap. I, I'll give you that. But you know, so before you go into this cloud situation, uh, and I believe we've talked about this, the switch though for me to go portable doesn't require good internet, good anything. I mean, like Zelda: Breath of the Wild, because I cannot take one <laughs> episode without bringing it up, was one of the funnest, best games I've played. And the fact that it was portable was even cooler. And I didn't have to worry about internet, nothing. I mean, I just took that with me. And that's what sold me that and family stuff with Mario Party and things like that nature sold me on the Switch. Now, do I think there's better... Man, if I'm going to play almost any other game, or especially if it's a game just for me, mm-hmm. you'd put Zelda Breath of the Wild on Xbox. Yeah. You bet your ass I'd have played it on Xbox. There's right. probably no doubt about that. Right. Um, man, I just, I want to put in one little note cause you said something earlier about me not having a PlayStation four. You know, what's weird is I have, I like PlayStation. I was a bigger PlayStation fan for a long time. It's kind of weird. I don't own one to be honest with you. I think <laughs> I just haven't found a need for it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe now at the podcast, it's time to, time to man, man up and get one. There you go. But yeah, so I did get to play this mobily. Like I did get to play it on my phone, like, uh, on the smaller screen with a, a an actual real controller. <laughs> the joy cons weren't messing with you making you run left for no reason yeah exactly you're um, gonna tell me that all four of my joy cons somehow are messed up that way that i always my character tries to run left constantly yeah yeah i can't figure that out i keep blaming the kids because it makes me feel better but i maybe i need to blame <laughs> nintendo i don't know <laughs> it's all I don't nintendo know. man well anyway so yeah i paid that was a long way to say i spent 30 bucks and you got it for free yeah event away sir (laughs) no and it's you're not wrong i like switch a lot more than you and that's okay and it's not for everybody i mean i think it's a situational platform for sure yeah it's just like pc pc is not for everybody to game on yeah you know some people will get there some people won't some people i still hear people all the time that would way rather play on console with a controller than ever play a pc and I think PC's parameters are way higher. I think you can do way more on PC, but it's not for everybody. Right. So the Switch is kind of the you know opposite end of that spectrum. All right. So online, no, not really. Cross-platform, no, not really. Multi-platform, yes. Yeah. And growing, right? Yeah. So uh, like actively, it's available for Xbox, PlayStation 4, Windows, and, and you can even Switch. do cloud or switch and and you can even do the cloud mobile via android um but they are coming out in august of 2021 with a native app for android and ios so it's really hard to plan ahead for this but when the with the release of this episode we're currently on it will be probably august (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when you guys hear this it will most likely be out on the phone version very close yeah and um you know, we, so we talked about how we demoed it. So you avoided Switch at all cost. <laughs> <laughs> and at my cost of 30 bucks, I <laughs> took it to the Switch, which again, no complaints. I've actually really enjoyed this game and it'll probably show when we get to the ratings, I would assume. Uh, and we've kind of a little bit talked about the storyline. So your dad abandons you with his old leftover workshop. 
why it's like stripped bare. I'm not sure because clearly he wasn't building anything with this barren thing. Oh, yeah, because when you're in the house, you can't get a good night's sleep. I thought this was a pretty cool thing. They make you fix the, the holes in the floor and stuff. Right. But did you notice the windows stay broken? I wonder if you'll be able to fix those down the road. Well, you can make glass almost immediately. Yes, right. That's true. And I have some, um, right. but that's not come up. I wonder, I wonder if there's a deal with that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, cause I, I kind of thought that would eventually come up. And so something else I really caught on this and I, I kind of dislike referencing last like previous episodes, but I'm going to do it for this one reason. So one of my biggest complaints about Crashlands was I never understood the point of building anything in your house. Yeah. Or adding anything to it because it didn't really, I, unless there was something I missed, it didn't benefit you really. Um, this game's not the case. Right. There are several things you add to your house that add stat bonuses to your character. And I thought that was super cool immediately. I thought that was a good way to work in to not make that stuff useless. Yeah. In the end, I just became a hoarder. Basically, anything that gave me stats, just I shoved it, in, my house. it in the house. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, and I wondered if the parameters of that, because there was a cap on it, would extend on, on if you upgraded your area. I would assume, like, because so you can expand your house, right? I would assume too, which means you could eventually do better stuff. I mean, it kind of yeah. creates a purpose to to expand and do bit do better, you know. Yep. Yeah. And the um, you know, actually, I have no comment on the sound or the music to this game. I don't feel like I, I mean, I heard it a few times, but I kept it pretty low volume. I mean, I really got lost and just it wasn't overbearing. The only thing that I would say is that the the voiceovers sometimes would cut out in like odd times. Did you notice that, or was it no. just an Xbox thing? It so, might have been an Xbox thing. So sometimes you would be in like a conversation and some of the portions um, do have voiceovers that are acted for their for, for their conversations that you have with them. So like the mayor, uh, Gail, is one of them that you he talks to you regularly. Um, and occasionally I would have an, uh, an issue where he would say a sentence and then the next sentence he just he his mouth would move. but. There would be no sound. You would just no have to read the text. Yeah, no audio. Mm. So, I don't know if it's a past dated like mindset, but anytime they add audio to, you know, to like comments or talking, anytime that's mostly done and actually has an audio version, it to me it just substantially raises the value or the time spent on the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think it's easier for them to do now. And I think they're getting better at it, but. You'd go back to our games when we were growing up. That oh, yeah. was not common. <laughs> no, not at all. Cut scenes had them talking, maybe, you know. Right. But most of the shit you were reading. Yeah. I know that shit's right. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till Tyler listens to this episode. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm going to work him in a little bit. So uh, optimization. Uh, well, actually, I guess I skipped a few. Um, enjoyability for my nature of being a busy person. Grinding away, doing things, staying busy, working out my stamina. Like I said, I like the stats in this game. I liked all the stuff there was to do. Everything took stamina, you know, or endurance. Like you could go, you know, you said you didn't do a lot of fighting. There were several times I did go like farm killing stuff. Yeah, I did sometimes. Not near yeah. as much as the mining in the caves or yeah. the trees or the rocks or any of that stuff. And did you go fishing at all? I did a couple times. I actually like the fishing on it. It's not bad too. It's not like, you know, it's like you're not Red Dead Redemption 2 level of fishing, but it's like. It's not terrible. It, no, it's still kind of fun. And it's, it's a little bit challenging. It's something that I think like kids could definitely get a hold of. Like, yeah, uh, it, it was challenging enough that, you know, it would be okay. Um, but 
it wasn't so hard that I, I think that even, you know, uh, Aiden or Elijah would even have a problem like getting hold of it. Like they, I think they would definitely be able to pick it up. And that would be one thing I can like just from like the graphics of this game. I don't think this is meant for adults, to be honest. I think this I get is that meant for like basically kids. It really felt like a kid's game. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's definitely not, <laughs> it's definitely not like high graphics by at all, but the whole life simulation thing, I don't really know what that feeds to. Like why, like someone like me, I really enjoyed that building this little alternate reality, like workplace and farm. I mean, my goal, my end game, if I had to continue to play this game, which actually I can almost guarantee I'll play this game at some point traveling for sure. Yeah. Um, my end game is to have this like massive ranch farm, <laughs> you know, workplace where I've got cows and chickens and like, you know, farm like that. I like that stuff. And that, I really couldn't even tell you why, why that is. And I, you say it's a kid's game. It's it, the graphics do make it feel that way, but I'm not sure the grindy work part of it, that kind of is like counter counterintuitive to like kids. I don't, I don't think my kids would have fun doing some of that stuff. I don't know. Maybe it is just after that. Um, Animal Crossing market then, because I mean, yeah. so much of those graphics just reminded me of like, I don't know, Animal Crossing or whatever. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Just a did, you, you never game. did play Harvest Moon, did you? No, no. So to me, this is much closer to Harvest Moon than it is Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, yeah. Animal Crossing is a lot more of the social aspect, right? Um, and you do some weird stuff to things. Literally, Harvest Moon is a lot like this game. And I like I said, I always really enjoyed those games. Um, but you eventually, you know, can marry and have kids. You can, you can raise cows and have babies and sell the babies and, and grow crops and collect the crops. I actually think this is a more complicated or more um, detail oriented version of like Harvest Moon. Mm -hmm. And Harvest Moon had no fighting in it. Yeah. So it kind of added that element that you could go battle stuff and that still takes stamina and stuff. Um, yeah. So that like, I don't remember that ever being in like a Harvest Moon game. So right. it tried to add like an element to like the life simulation that wasn't in, you know, Harvest Moon. I don't even think you could fish in Harvest Moon, honestly. I think you're, and you didn't have to worry about stamina. I think, I can't even remember if you had to worry about, I think you had to worry about the time. Yeah. And unlike Empire of Sin with not knowing there's a pause button, <laughs> I did discover a time altering button on this. You could change how quick your day went by. Yeah. Which yeah, I think that's really cool. And I did, I did mess with it a little bit. So not a whole lot. You yeah, you would change how quickly the seconds related to your second or the minutes related to your seconds in time. So like right. at fifty percent speed, one minute equaled one second of real time. Is what I figured out. Um, oh okay, so you yeah. crunched a little more numbers than I did. <laughs> is my nature, sir? And, right. Um, yeah, and more numbers than me. That means just period. I didn't do any <laughs> number crunching. <laughs> I just tweaked it a little. Yeah, uh, you do start out at like one hundred percent speed. It's right. just the normal time. And that does, like, it goes by really fast. You don't At seem, like, I could not keep up gathering enough materials to keep up with what I was trying to accomplish. I'm like. Well, so at first I had that issue. That's why I messed with it. Because at first I didn't have the stamina. Uh, I would run out of stamina and have day left. Yeah. I was, so maybe I'm the opposite of you. I'm not sure how, the, how you said that. But like, so for me, I would burn all my stamina collecting stuff. And then there was still be daytime left. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just go to bed and reset the day or gather my stuff out of your workshop. Cause you know, all that had time windows on it. Yeah. And then, or go burn the rest of my time in the cave or whatever. Not only that, cause I have stamina. So no, I think that's why I kept going to sleep. So that's why that's actually what made me happy when I found that. So I altered it because then I had to 
eventually, as my stamina increased from leveling up, I had to alter it the other way because then I'd have all the stamina left and it'd be nighttime. Right. So I actually messed with it, the time window on it twice. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I had to slow it down because I don't know what you ended up, what level did your character end up at? Uh, 19 or 20, somewhere around there. Yeah, so you're real close to where I am. Man, that's surprising to me. I thought I was like playing shit tons of that game. You must have got more time on this game than I realized. Because I think I was at 19, maybe? Yeah. And so, yeah, at that point, I dumped so much stuff into stamina and had so much stamina. It was like all so, day long. I would still have stamina left and it'd be nighttime. Oh, yeah. So, so I <laughs> pleaded the, um, I, I assume that the quest lines are all the same for this game. I, I completed the DD transport system. Yeah. And w- had built the repair for the sewage, um, the elevator to the sewage plant. Um, I did not do that part yet. And was about to go re- go put it up. That's the last thing I was doing. So uh, you have to build. I needed some more mats to be able to go actually put it in place. That's what I was working on. Yeah. So I did the car part. I think that's the last big thing I did. And I got to, you know, tinkering around and messing around after that. Yeah. 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 I, I sat like, on that car for a while. Iron. Though. Oh, I didn't, dude. So <laughs> I got into, I got in the competition of it because you have like a nemesis. Yes. So I got into the competition of this and he's like, always like, yeah, more commissions, more commissions. Like, you know, okay, fine. Talk all that, you know, whatever. Let's see. Yeah, You went into that empire of sin petty nature. You're like, I'm going to smash sure. this fool. You know, that's how it is. So, you know, you get your commissions and y- your workshop has a grade, which is kind of cool. Like, and it defines what level of commission you can normally get. But for those special, for those ones, for like the DD town stuff or for like the bigger town stuff, you get to go up even one level higher than what your normal workshop rating is. So like, I think at that point, my workshop rating was a level C. And so that was like a level B or whatever for the DD system. And um, there was uh, five that were needed, right? If I recall correctly, there's five total DD transports. Yes. Um, Yes. I built four of them. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, no, I'm going to go ahead and just knock all these out. And so I just, I slammed through as many as I could. I would turn out like two a day. Nice, <laughs> dude. Just because I figured out how to pair up and cycle through all my mats uh, and all the machines just in the right order. Uh, and I had gotten the, uh, like the workbench, the, the upgrades on the workbench. So it was like 20% off of the cost of materials, crafting materials yeah, at uh, that, the workbench. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, so you, and I mean, once I figured out, like you could get clothes that would give you stat bonuses, weapons would give you stat bonuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I feel like there was quite a bit of optimization to this and it was all bent sure. towards you doing more. I mean, I feel like this game's all about working, which it weirdly, was. dude, weirdly, I like it. I don't, I don't even know why at all. Um, luck versus tactic. Uh, not really any luck in this game. I feel like it's all practically you planning out your stuff and strategizing. The only luck I could see is in those like gift drops, which I think happened maybe once a month or whatever. Yeah, I, no, I think you're right. I think it's a once a month deal. Did you donate any to that? I did. I yeah. did. And then I, I got it because I like literally was just hogging all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I did. But it wasn't like anything big. I think I like donated some honey or something like that. It wasn't anything like huge. It was just, I had one of the necklaces to- you can make. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't donate anything huge. I just donated whatever happened to be in my bag at that time. I was like, "Mm." oh, that is one thing I do want to say. The inventory when you first start out is 
pitifully small. Yeah. And you upgraded it, all your bags, right? I did, but yeah. like I didn't upgrade it until I got like a, a lot farther into the game. So I just dealt with running back all the time. Oh no, no, that what made me do it was I went in one of those caves really early on. Yeah, and it filled up my inventory super quick, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Man, we got to figure something out out about this." And then let me think here. So I, you know, it's kind of weird. I always talk about the kids playing these games. I think Zariah actually got into this game on the car ride. He didn't stay on it very long. Oh really? He jumped. He jumped ship pretty quick. I mean, he played it for a minute because he knew I'd been playing it, but uh-huh. and I never got to see if the other other kids would like it or not. I could definitely see like Jada could like this, but never yeah. did try that. But um, yeah, one of they were pl- one of them. Oh, Shay was playing Animal Crossing at the same time as I was playing this, <laughs> and he said something about I got to sell all this junk weeds to make money, and I went. It was kind of like it instantly, which sad. I'm getting my epiphanies from a eight year old, but I went. Oh my god! I'm sitting on all these extra mats instead of me trying to mess with gold through commissions, dude. Screw it! I'll just go sell some stuff. And so that yeah. like changed the ball game for me super fast. But it was that cave that made me go, yeah. No, I'm gonna. I upgraded my inventory early, early because I got sick of messing with that. And I made like a bunch of those wooden chests. Oh, so did I. And I like how they're all linked. There's several little tiny nuggets of this game I appreciate. Uh, I wish that they would sort across them though. That's the one thing okay. that I don't like. I, see what uh, I get why when they you, don't when sort. You clicks. Yep, I, I see what you're saying. I get why they don't sort though, because I can like if I was to be my normal self, and what I did end up doing with like the relics that you collect is I set up certain chests that were just the relics. Oh, me too. And just too. the parts for the relics. So I understand why they didn't implement that, like sorting across the chests. But I would like the ability to say, no, really, I just want you to sort everything across these chests. Um, because especially in the very beginning when, you know, I don't care about everything. I just want to know alphabetically where everything is at, put it all in alphabetical order and I'll go find it because it's easier to find alphabetically. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but, but, you know, I can see, you know, if I take the time to go and say, no crafting materials go in this chest and, you know, relics go in this chest, then yeah, okay, I get it. But it's cool. You can name them and you could, they were yeah. linked. So like I said, you didn't have to, cause when I. I didn't expect that at first. I made these chests and I made like three or four because I'm like, I need some inventory, you know? So I made three or four and I just set them outside yeah, uh, next to my workstation. Yep. And the minute I realized you could just click on one and just cycle through all four. Yeah. Dude, super easy. Super awesome. Like I said, it's a small little thing, but yeah. I liked it. And I didn't have to I go click too. on each chest. Also, um, the fact that you could build stuff without having to dig those mats out. Now, not on the, which was kind of frustrating, not on the work, on the big process, like, you know, you yeah, had to, like, that you was, had to take the mats up there, you had to be clicked on them, you had to apply them. That's didn't super care for that. annoying. I'd, yeah. Waste of time. Yeah. But. Yeah, they go pull this out of my chest, figure out which chest box I have this one shoved in, go pull it out. Not only that, I got to put it in my action bar and then yep. highlight it and then shove it in the, the yep. uh, assembly workstation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that part was pretty annoying. Well, you know, but whatever. But the rest of it, you any of the other work deals, you know, the civil furnace, the other stuff, you could just click on it. if you had the mats in inventory in the box. It had to be in your person. You could just build the stuff. Yeah. And so that's cool. And every, everything took what, like uh, different types of fuel? Like one took the power stones, one took wood, you know, and all that stuff so you could refuel stuff. Did you ever have where you would like leave something overnight? 
and wake up the oh, next yeah. day and, and realize that and it's like waiting for you to refuel it. And you're like, son oh, of a yeah. bitch, waste of yep. time. Yep. Constantly. Oh, yeah, that, I would oh, specifically yeah, go to bed early, like earlier than, than expected because I was like, no, I just need to wait for this to finish crafting my mats so I can get through this. Yeah. And then I'd wake up in the morning waiting for fuel. Gosh, darn it. Dude, and so like that one, that first workstation you get, you have things in there you can't make it like pretty early on. And I was like, hardwood. Where the hell do I get hardwood at? Like, well, I can't cut this. I mean, it took me not like a super long time, but there was a frustrating moment where I'm like, dude, why can I not cut these bigger trees down? It's wanting something. I need to build something to cut these trees down, like the better axe, but I can't build the better axe because I need the hardwood from those trees. And I realized that's like, that's not true. You have to like, there's like a little weird side loop and then you get, you know, the better versions and then you can cut that stuff down. And it, before I was selling mats because the epiphany I got from Shay on Animal Crossing selling weeds, which is just ridiculous, <laughs> I uh, was struggling for some gold at first. So I didn't have, I think it's copper ore. That one threw me off too for a minute until until I figured that out and made everything. And then once you have the better pickaxe and the, the upgraded version of the axe, then that stuff's so easy to farm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was getting it left and right after that. I didn't... I did not explore a lot of the outskirts of the where you start and the island as much as I wanted. I really kind of stuck to my normal area. Um, Me too. I found that as well. Like even the the uh, other little island that you build the bridge to and yes. you get the little other cave that you can go into. I really didn't go into that other than the one quest that you have that forces you th- to go into there. Yeah, well, there's a couple ha- quests that force you to go in there, but those, yeah, was basically it. Yeah, so I mean, I think there's a lot, a lot left of this game to explore. I, I do plan on playing it more, in all honesty. For sure. Like, so if you look at the map and then expand out, there's like, a t- there's a huge area yeah. of the map. Like, there's that uh, abandoned waste facility. So, like, apparently, I mean, you're going to restart that waste facility. There's a whole lot to do. Um, it's like ancient Rome restarting it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we discovered aqueducts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like we'll yeah. get to it. I'm definitely going to play it more. And if we haven't already said it, there's actually a sequel. Yeah. They're in the process of this Pathia Games, or how do you say it? Uh, Pathia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's set for this year, maybe. And it's my time at Sandrock, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think he's still chasing his dad down, right? Oh, because my gosh. A, so it's supposed to be the same character? I think. I, 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 I don't know. I think that's where his- Holy buckets, bro. If that's true, man. Uh, I, I will have to read more about that, but I honestly think- uh, yeah, he's probably, it's the, probably the same character and he's probably just chasing his dad down again. I kind of like, hope that's true in a way. Uh, I mean, it ties them together. Yeah. You know, like the Joseph Campbell, Sigmund Freud, Freudian way of, you know, Star Wars and then the, the you know, I know you're not a huge Star Wars fan, but it's the whole like chasing after the dad figure. I actually kind of hope this story does lead that way. Yeah. I don't know why that fool left. What's he doing? What's he doing out there? Uh, abandoning his child for one. Jeez. He left him a workshop. What more do you want? <laughs> I don't you know, know ta- a dad. You can't have time to, you don't, first off, you don't need a dad. If you got a table saw for one and for two, you got time for crying and weeping. You got stuff to build. The town needs you. We're trying to reboot civilization here. Come on. I got time for all that nonsense. But as far as uniqueness, it's definitely not the first of its kind. So, and I always bring that word up as well as Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uniqueness is another one I bring up every time. The only, <laughs> the only thing in this game that's newer to me is they tried to implement fighting into it as well. Now, it's not 
If you were if you were to ration this out percentage wise, fighting's not a big part of this game. What would you say? Maybe ten percent? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It could be more. So you can and like down the road spar. It might be. You can like spar every single I, person. Dude, did you ever try it? I never did. I should have. I sparred one person. How'd that go for you? I ran. <laughs> the <laughs> whole, so so like um so to go to the uh sewage place, um you have to go uh out out some gates. I can't remember exactly what it's called. But it's like the wasteland area. Um, and you can collect like um, small engines and stuff like that from this area. And to get out the gates, you have to battle one of the people from the, oh, what are those guys that uh, the civil, um, civil core, but you have to battle one of the guys. You have to fight one of the guys in the civil core. You get to pick which one you, there's three of the three people in the civil core. You have to battle one of them. So I just picked the first one I found and I was like, okay, spar me. And, uh, the first time I did, they just, you know, stomped me because yeah, I <laughs> was not focused on fighting. So I was like, okay, fine. Let's, let's see if we can figure out a way around this. And all you have to do is last one minute in, in combat with them. It's like, okay, I bet I can do this. So, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just ran <laughs> like I threw a couple punches like, no, nah, I'm running and <laughs> just ran Dang. circles around the whole way. Like uh, 60 seconds of me running. <laughs> oh man. That's actually comical. I, I um, got my area, man. <laughs> hey, got your stuff done. Yep. Uh, repeatability, the, the finding the word repeatability, would I start a whole new game on this? Yeah. No, no. never. <laughs> would I come back to this game after not playing it for months and maybe pick it back up where I left off? Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. I would say if that's the nature of repeatability, yeah, I could see me not playing this until we we're on another road trip. You know, I might play it here and there and then maybe go dormant for a week or two, a month or two. And then, you know, oh, we got to go to this place and it's a three hour drive and, you know, wherever I could see me going, yeah, I'll take that and play it. I could see yeah. that happening. Yeah. If that's how you define repeatability, definitely not starting a new game on this anytime soon. I don't see a reason to. It's right. not going to change. I don't no, think. Me neither. Um, you can controls were fine. Um, there's a lot to mess with, and I think they did a good job. I don't know how the Xbox controller treated you, but cycling through your action bar in the inventory, I didn't really have any issues. I think it was executed no. fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was all pretty easy to navigate. Um, I yeah. was actually kind of curious to. So, since I do have it on game pass. I was kind of curious to see how it played on windows. And the one thing I will say is that the save system does not carry over to windows um, okay. for Xbox game game pass. So I didn't get to actually try it over there. Well, there's um, no, there's no choice to save in, on my system on switch. It well, auto saves. And that's the only option I have. Yeah. So the only time you get to say that was okay. So that is a negative to me. I agree. I want to save when I want to save. And the only time you can save is sleeping. Yep, that is I 100% agree. That is frustrating as shit. I don't want to end one of my days with a whole bunch of stamina because it's time to get off. Correct. Yes. No. That is a flawed safe system to me. Like, I agree 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not, you know, this is one of those games to me much like Chroma or you could go into like Overwatch or Spellbreak or whatever where it's kind of, it's got its, you know, what you do, it's got the stuff for it, but it's really, it's got its core construct and there's not like the lengthy storyline, at least not that we got through. It was a lot of grindy and farming and building stuff and doing these commissions. And, but you know, as far as storyline goes, it's not all storyline. 
No, a, but you, a lot of it's what you're doing and when you want to do it. Yeah, you you are slowly learning more about the people there on Portia and maybe more about your dad because so you do find out a, from the people that are there on Portia a little bit about what they know about your dad. So I don't know, maybe more about the story actually opens up as you continue to go on. Right. The only thing I can think is like if I we're think it's 20, sprinkled in, yeah, slowly sprinkled in the storyline. If we're 20 hours in and I feel like that it doesn't feel like we're very far into this game. Dude, you're not and we could be mistaken, but I got the same vibe. I feel like there's if I had to guess, maybe a fifth of the way in, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like there seems like a ton ton left yeah. to this game. I feel like so, there, this could be an easily 100-hour game. And I could be we could be 100% wrong, but that's how I feel. Yeah, I didn't look up how long an average playthrough takes for this. Um and Honestly, with crafting speeds, oh, that is, yeah, one thing. Like, crafting just takes forever. Mm -hmm. So, with crafting speeds, and if you're not able to figure that out, it could definitely delay how long the game takes. It Um, forced me to do, so the difference with me and you is, I just decided to go do other things. Um, Whether it was to farm stuff for money, or go fight stuff, or go fishing, or whatever. I just looked at that as, like, all my stuff's filled up making mats with nothing else to do. So, I just went, yeah, I'll go do something else. Yeah, me too. I mean, I would do that too, but I, but it's still, you're limited by the number of items you can create because, well, I can only, I only want to spend so much resources building so many furnaces, so many cutters, so many, you know, right. skibs, whatever. So you only have so many machines. So to build the parts for the actual things that you need to build for like the commissions or for even the quest line commissions, you're limited. You have to set things and just kind of forget them, but you have to set them and time them out so that you have, you know, X number of mats to build X number of components, you know, for however long. So it it, it could be kind of challenging and I can see how different playthroughs could take, I don't know, certain amounts of time. For sure. Depending, I can see how some people could optimize and even make it like speed runs out of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure somebody out there has figured that out that gives sure. it more than a two week segment to review on a podcast. <laughs> you know, and yeah. there's always those people out there, especially people doing like, you know, walkthroughs and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're not those people. So <laughs> here we are. Yeah. I, I honestly, before we break into more about the beer, I'm, I'm cool. If you're cool, do you have any notes you want to add? No, I think I'm pretty good. Like I said, man, like if I would have rated this when we first started playing, I think my rating would be in the zeros. <laughs> Wow. Like not even at one. No. Dude, I weirdly, I mean, I'm telling you, it took less than an hour for me to go, you, I love this game. Like, it's weird. And I I mean, love maybe is a strong word, but I, it hooked me very fast. I did not have to push through this at all. It, it, I had to push through, uh, the first, the first several, uh, hours of playing this game to get to the point where I felt like it was a game worthy of playing. But wow. Yeah, that's the difference between us, which I got that in your text for sure. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, I feel like I had some more mental notes I wanted to say about this game, but honestly, I'm not, they're not coming to mind now. Like I said, I, I really was striving to get to a point where I could have some watermelons planted just to pair with this beer (laughs) and I just did not get to that point. So there's a little bit of sadness in there, but it's, it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, are are watermelons even a thing in the game? I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> so we may have never gotten to that point. We may have never, never ending game of searching for the watermelons. But 
you know, honestly, like I said, I, you know, this was a very, to me, Harvest Moon-esque game, and that game's all about crops and growing stuff and, and cows. And I actually bought a baby cow in that game before I ever had anywhere to put it. Oh, yeah? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You can do that. And you just put it in inventory, because that's what you can do with, like, real-life <laughs> stock. You can just shove it in a little chest, and it's fine. Sure. So that's what I did. You don't have to feed it or anything? That, so it just, yeah, right. No, absolutely, you don't. It's just an inventory item. So it just sat in one of my chest. My bad. Good to know. Yeah, well, it stayed alive. I mean, apparently. So I didn't open it one day and it said dead baby cow. So, I mean, that's a positive. And I don't mean to be dark. I'm just saying, like, it stayed alive. So, <laughs> uh, no, no dead baby cows in the inventory. This is a f- hilarious. Um, yeah. And so, like I said, because I wanted to figure that out, that was like my goal was to kind of match. I picked this because it did remind me of that kind of like life simulator style game. And that's why I picked this, because again, like, you're kind of doing this backwards. But now we're, I think, I can safely say, I think almost caught up to everything we had reserved. Almost. The stuff coming out now will be newer beers, and we can kind of, we can start maybe getting towards picking games first and, and beers later to pair. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, Not I mean, we yet, still have one. Yeah, we still have one for sure. Yeah. Right? Well, and then the Colorado uh, and stuff. And then the I Colorado back. stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah. So maybe two. So a couple. A couple more. I'll try to get ahead of the the games first and beer second. We'll see. I don't know. It's been working so far. Yeah. All right. Well, do you ever remember, because of this two weeks apart thing, do you ever remember who reviews the game I, first? I do, but I'll go again. No, 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 no. Did you? No, no. So, well, let's do it this way, man. I'll, I'll go first on the game. You can go first on the beer. Oof. We'll do, okay. We'll just set that. We'll, we'll set that as uh, normal. I will be. Sh- I'm going to let me. I want to write my number down. Hold on. Before you say anything, let me, I want to write this down and see what happens. So uh, I want to make right. sure I'm not picking anything based off of you. So you're going to pick the game first, right? Yeah, I'll go with the game. Okay, hold on. Okay, go ahead. All right. So, man, I was really thinking about, I was thinking about this super hard um, because like I said, when I first picked up this game, it would have been, I, I mean, I exaggerate when I say in the zeros, of course, it wouldn't have been high, but that also would have been unfair of me. Not to interrupt you, but would it have been higher than Call of the Sea or lower than Call of the Sea? Honestly, it would have been just barely higher than Call of the Sea. When I picked it up, (laughs) when I first picked it up, it barely would have beat Call of the Sea. Okay, now go ahead. Um, Like I said, that would have been unfair of me if I would have just based it on that and not given it like a thorough playthrough. Playing through this game, it's actually not terrible. And looking back at the Crashlands game, like... There's so much in this game, and as I played it on my actual phone, because I didn't just I didn't just play it on the Xbox. I did actually play it on my phone quite a bit, and playing it on my phone uh, with the Xbox controller, I'm like, this is what a phone game should freaking be, man. This is awesome. This that was killer. Like being able to play on the Xbox, uh, the X Cloud service, which you know I was one of the beta testers for that thing when it when they first announced that. I don't know how, but they reached out to me to like be in that whole thing. So I've been privy to that service for a long time. Like I've, I've experienced that. Like when my boys were doing wrestling, I would take my phone and my controller with me and I would sit in their wrestling practice while they're out doing practice. You know, we weren't allowed to actually go back there with them because, you know, parents kind of, you know, interfere with how wrestling practice goes and whatever. I I literally went for two years with the boys yeah, and then stopped going because I realized it is so much more beneficial to them if I am not there. Exactly. So the way the coaches worked is 
they had a separate gym room just for the wrestling practice and the the parents all sat out in the other gym room when there was the door that was shut and the you know we couldn't actually go in and see or do anything so while i was over there waiting for them to get out of wrestling practice you know a couple hours of practice i had nothing to do so it was just fortunate that during that time xbox you know x cloud was doing their beta test and so i was one of those people that got a beta test the x cloud service and so i was kind of familiar with that and getting to play this game on that x cloud service i was like this is what a phone game should be this is the future man this is this is portability this beats the switch hands down being able to play on a real actual xbox console not on my phone but hosted in the cloud and have that stream to my device and just use my normal xbox controller hooked up to my phone and just play it and it looks it looks great there's you know sometimes you'll hit a weird lag spike where the network kind of drops out sometimes and you you move you lose a control um where your character may not react as quickly as you want but that's it's not as it's not i've never found it to be super terrible where i live you know and right. with my service my network service for my cell phone and then when i'm on wi-fi it's never a problem Ever. So I've never had a problem. Um, now this is purely, purely just a thought. No, no, no research, no background to this. Just purely a thought or a question. How genius do you have to be over at Microsoft? And I don't know who's making these calls, but to go, <laughs> someone had to step up and say, let's make a handheld version. And someone says, you know what? Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Let's take what we already have and figure out how to put it into a handheld instead of making a new handheld. You know what I mean? That's because that's a different avenue for gaming. Nintendo's definitely had, what was it back in the day, PSP? You know, mm -hmm. other other systems have tried it. Nintendo's always kind of had the market on it. And so Xbox is over there going like, hey guy, no, we're not going to make a whole new system and make new games for a handheld. Screw all that. We're going to take what we already have, figure out a way to put it into what everybody has, which is a phone. That's kind of genius, really. Right. And I could be wrong in this. I think Microsoft was kind of the front runner with this, but there are other services that are out there that were trying to compete. Like Google Stadia, uh, I think it's Google Stadia, was is the other was the other, I don't know if they're still around even, but was the other big service that was really trying to go after it. I think Amazon's got something going on. Uh, there are other cloud-based gaming services that are meant to either play from a browser or play from your phone like this, you know, so that you can have an on the go gaming experience where you're not, you don't have to have a super powerful PC. You can even be able to play on a Chromebook, you know, yeah. and how beneficial is that going to be for, for people who don't have the money to be able to fork out over, uh, you know, for a big console, they just have to pay, you know, a, a small monthly subscription fee for something like that. Yeah. You know, I think a lot more people can justify something like that. So, you know, to me, when I played this game on this phone, I, I, I'm going back and I'm taking a look at my rating for Crashlands because this is the, I mean, that when you said that earlier in the episode, that is the game that I look at. And I'm like, that, th these two games, if these are games, because they, they're, to me, they're comparable. Like these games were pretty much the same. Like Crashlands, I think it, it's also available PC, um, Switch. I think right? Crashlands emphasized a little more forced storyline and a little more fighting than this game. For sure. 
Yeah. But I get what you're saying. But there is, I mean, there is a lot of- Gathering mats building. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of relatability to these two games. And I think that My Time in Porsche just does it better. Way better. I think this, the, and I don't mean to interrupt you again. I just mean like the- the idea that stuff has more of a purpose. It, everything's tied yeah. into itself, and I like that a lot. Yeah. The things I can't really get over, some of the weird glitches that I experienced, and it may have just been playing on both my phone and on the Xbox. I kind of conflate those two versions because ultimately it's really just playing on the Xbox version, even if I'm playing via the X Cloud service, because ultimately right. I'm just playing on an Xbox in the cloud. Uh, you know, there were some weird glitches that happened with like sound and things like that. Um, I think I did have a character, my character gets stuck in place one time. Um, like he just got like stuck in a wall. It was really that, weird. That happened to me one time in the cave in a yes. pit. Yeah. And I could not get him unstuck. I had to let him pass out from being up too late, which we didn't really bring that up. But if you stay up too late on the game, you cannot work forever. Right. You will you will pass the fuck out. Yep. You will pass the fuck out and wake up in your bed. Exactly. Who's taking you back there is beyond me. <laughs> Maybe that weird like mama bear, papa bear creature walking around thing. I don't right. know. <laughs> no, I just uh I went back to the map and just ported back to the entrance of the cave. I oh, like, I yeah. did do that. No, I've done that one. No, you're right. Okay, maybe I did do that. I thought my, I thought alternatively I was going to have to wait it out. Yeah. Because I remember thinking like, shit, how can I take care of this? And I was like, I can just wait it out and he'll pass out. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. I poured it to the beginning. You're correct. So I'm looking back at that rating, that rating for Crashlands. Yeah, this is solidly above that. You know, this deserves a 6.7, honestly. Um, just because uh, I think where I came around to 6.7, I think because of where I came around to, if you would have caught me day one, it would have not. Dude, been I 6. think if I caught you day two, it was still not really on the grow on the growth chart yet. No, no, definitely not. It, it took a long time for this to get to me. I wouldn't have put 21 hours into it if it didn't get to me at some point. Okay. So what was your final rating? 6.7. 6.7. Okay. Yeah. You punch that in. So, I mean, I, I wish the graphics were a little bit better. I, w- I wish it didn't look as cartoony. Like, the characters don't look great. No, uh, I'll give you that. The landscape and everything like that, I, I think that all looks fine. It, the characters themselves don't look great. Um, they all look like the little me characters to me. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, I don't fall in. See, I don't fall into the realistic cat like graphics thing a lot. Um, it's kind of weird when graphics do screw me up on a game. Because typically, I don't really care. Even like Crashlands, which is like super like what 2D looking God view, yeah. you know, you can't spin your view around like you can this, you know, even that game, yeah. you know, I can get, I can get tuned into something like that, which that was a phone game for sure. And only a phone, well, practically only a phone game. You could put it on other stuff, but you could tell it was a phone game first and other platforms after this game yeah. was platforms and then spread around. And then now it's going to be for phone. So, right. Um. So what I wrote down and I guess I'll just actually talk a little bit about why I'm here before I say the score. I think this game fed something for me I needed. I love <laughs> the bi- being busy, doing stuff, continual growth. They didn't seem too grindy that it was pointless because there's so many different avenues you can go in. But the number one element that sold me on this rating I'm about to say is it tied every element in there kind of masterfully to me. Like if you took RPG, you took a life simulator, you took an adventure game, and a f- fighting was the lowest score for me 
And I think that would have changed had I played longer. I think fighting probably becomes a bigger deal the longer you go. From videos that I've seen from their website alone, it does look like it actually becomes a bigger deal. Like you can get right. different types of weapons, even like fist weapons, bows. Right. Like so with that being said, and I still think that was still tied in because it had a purpose. There were still several mats you got off of fighting um, that you needed for stuff. So it was still had a purpose to go do it. Um, fishing and then the... There is no online or like social aspect in that regard, but I don't always need that. I have plenty of games to feed that need. So like, you know, that wasn't really tied into it, but it took all these elements of different styles of games to me and didn't just slap them in there just to have them in there. It did try to work those in to make a purpose for your continual growth forward. Mm -hmm. You couldn't just do one aspect. All I mean, I guess you could have, but... Eventually, you needed mats from something. Eventually, you had to go do something. You had to go in one of these caves. You had to go fight. You had to go, you know, um, do something for someone in town as a quest. I, all those kind of got blended so well to me and made me want to keep playing. Um, I actually wrote down 7.8. Nice. This is one of the fun. I actually had, I liked Empire of Sin, and it to me, it took a little more work to get involved in it. Um, this game grabbed me much quicker than that game. And I love my strategy games. But maybe I really like being busy even more than I like having a strategy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, sit down and play Risk, sit down and play some strategy, so Stratego, whatever. I love strategy. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, Tyler's actually brought up we should all get together and play Civilization Six now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I'd probably get my butt kicked the whole time. That's fine. But I do <laughs> enjoy that stuff. And so, I don't know. Something about this game grabbed me, and I had a lot of fun very fast. Um I really think maybe an hour or two in, I knew I was going to enjoy this game. I mean, it had grabbed me that quick. And I was like, I was actually searching for times to play this game more. And I will tell you right now, we didn't like go a whole lot into repeatability. And so I'm not going to say I'm starting a new game anytime soon. But this game will be turned on and played multiple times in the next year. I can almost bet on that. Yeah. Thanks. And so I'm going to go with 7.8. Solid. Wait till you hear the beer review. So let's get into this Elysium, oh, yeah? which I downed. I don't even know what minute we're on now. I downed both those, and I'm Bailey's very lucky woman. <laughs> I'm saving <laughs> that third one for her out of respect because I, I really wanted to drink that third one like 45 minutes ago because I downed those first <laughs> two super quick. That is, that is a watermelon Jolly Rancher disguised as a beer <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like they went hey let's turn a watermelon jolly rancher into liquid and let you drink it and then yeah. it'll also be alcoholic like i didn't <laughs> that that was delicious sir that was um, really good and get into a lesion and i won't it actually struggled a little bit to find more history I, I think they were underneath another brewery name for a while this like um hensley beverage company or something and i could, I could be mistaken but they got started in 95 and it's from Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they got kind of moving. Uh, and it looks like they got really crazy with um, like brew, prep, brew pubs and like trying different ingredients and stuff. But it wasn't until 2015, which is not that long ago, that AB got a hold of them. I think they kind of changed hands and changed some different things going on way before that. They've kind of shuffled around with different contracts from what I was reading. It's kind of hard to find info. I say hard. It wasn't super hard, but there was a little bit of digging to do to find more info on Elysian. Even if you go to if you go to their website, I love how cool. I don't know if you noticed that. It's like this neon beer light thing. If you go to their main website that like opens up after you put your date of birth in, because obviously you need to be 21. Um, but it looks really cool. But if you look in the tabs, there's not really a 
history or anything like that riddled in there like most breweries we check out. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that. So I did have to do a little more digging on um, on Google to kind of find some stuff. And mostly just 95, it was founded. 96, it kind of got moving. But it wasn't until 2015 that it hit AB, um, which is how I obviously got a hold of it. And it's a seasonal. It's only 4%. Uh, like you said, the color was amber, super drinkable. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, this rating is going to be high. And I've been drinking more sours at summertime. Again, when people hear this, it's going to be a little bit later into summer. Um, but if you get a chance to try this, and I don't normally say this outward, but like outwardly, but if you get a chance to find this Elysian Salt and Seed Watermelon Goza, absolutely buy it. For sure. Absolutely. If you, especially if you've never had a sour, absolutely buy this. I would think if you've never had a sour, good place to start. Would you, yeah. would you think I'm correct in that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a really good sour. Like it's better it's, than that beets one that we tried at your house. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not the beets. No, this was a lot easier to get into. And I'm actually going to rate this an 8.8. Yeah. I could drink these a lot. Uh, dude. Um, I, I get you on that, man. Like I said, I think, I think, um, Sours are my thing, man. Yeah? Yeah. Did you try uh, the Berserker juice I sent? Wasn't that a watermelon? And we won't get into where that came from, but did you uh, try the one I sent with you for, for Brandy? Yeah, that was the last one you sent, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't the raw berry. That was the Berserker juice. Right. That was the watermelon one. Yeah, so we did try that one. It was not as good as the raw berry, but it was still pretty good, and that did yeah. go pretty quickly. Brandy drank most of that, of course. Hey, but that's fine. <laughs> I can try to get you guys some more, especially if we bring those growlers back. Yeah. Uh, man, it was super good. Um, it, so you say Jolly Rancher, um, this was to me, not like super, it wasn't sweet. It was everything I like, like it's tart. Have it's, you ever had a watermelon Jolly Rancher? They are a little bit tart. Well, yeah, but they're, but they always have, I mean, it's a Jolly Rancher. It's a candy. Makes you pucker man. a little. Yeah, it does. It does make you pucker a bit, but there's the, the sweet that, that kind of backs it, right? This to me bit. doesn't have that. It has it has just that right amount of tart to it. Like I I think back to like the three twelve lemonade shandy. I'm like, this is the kind of tart I'm looking for, man. Yeah. Okay. So you do or you are a sour person. Okay. Oh yeah. (laughs) This is ah, this is good. I would like to read real quick. You think about because I see you're still your those gears are turning. I see you thinking up there. Yeah. So I will read this real quick um before you give your thing. So. This is on their own actual website. It says the beer. Keep the salt, hold the seeds. This goza uses 100% natural watermelon and kosher salt. It's made with an even split of pale and malted white wheat with a dash of acid malt. What does that say? Bittered with Huel melon and northern brewer hops, salt and seed dishes up a confounding pucker to the palate. There's that pucker you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do think that this is probably the best beer that I've tried for this podcast dude uh, oh i knew i was having trouble not drink that third one i'm gonna go with just a flat nine dude right like, on that is exciting it's a goal of mine to always find stuff that you're gonna love i do think sours are the thing like i could i can definitely like this would be like if i'm gonna have a drink this i think is what i'm gonna probably hope to carry around man it, yeah. it's a terrible thing this is a seasonal because i'm never going to be able to find it except for in the summers yeah 
Uh, but I'm going to have to make a point to every summer make this a thing for sure. Yeah. This is by far, I think, the best beer I've had uh, for the podcast. Right so. on a flat nine. I am yeah. stoked about that. And I will struggle yeah. to beat that um, with any other probably for a while, but I'll do my best to find more for sure. I think the only thing that competes with this is that raw berry, man. And wow, it's close. <laughs> These are close. That raw yeah. berries. Yeah. Well, I, I can't say enough. That is super exciting. So like, and I, I stand by what I said, and I don't say this very often. If you have a chance to try it, if you've never had a sour and I kind of get that reaction too, from, like I said, wait, Will Fisher sampled it out for me to take this for this podcast, which left three six packs and the other guy drivers that were there kind of split stuff up and checked it out. Dude, the next day, all positive reviews. All yeah. so I, hiding behind the idea that it's a sour, I, you know, get out there and try this. Don't let that fool you because it is delicious, especially if you were outside literally doing anything in yeah. this kind of weather and you're sweating. Oh, For I sure. could just see these going down so good. That little bit of salt, man, yeah. that that sour flavor, that's, oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Go outside, crack Dude, one I'll open. do my best to get you some more. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I usually lead with thank yous. So um, before we do our little closing, would you like to, do you have anybody you want to do a little thank you shout out to? I don't have anything for this time now. Right on. Well, I do actually. And it's mostly because I think I'm out, out with more people than you are for sure. Let's, yeah. uh, let's make that known for sure. I'm out around people constantly trying to, trying to get people to listen to this and check it out. And, um, I also have a lot of friends that, uh, even if they're not super close friends, I have had a lot of friends that have reached out and said if they've checked it out or that they will or, you know, anything like that. Um, so I, I do have to do a shout out to a relief driver that's, um, that works with me because he has listened to this. And usually while we're working, he's actually checked it out. He can't get enough. <laughs> he's always, he finished the uh, sixth episode um, and was like, you know, we didn't have the seventh out yet. And he was like, dude, dude, can you email it to me? I'm like, no, that's <laughs> no, calm down. It's going to be there. Just chill out, you know? And so just the fact that he listens and gives me some feedbacks and mostly just as a fan, he just enjoys it. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't comment a lot on like what should change or what he likes. He mostly, and he, he does tend to like the stuff you say, <laughs> Jesse, he does tend to laugh <laughs> at how you do things, which is awesome. Uh, he's been super positive though. And so Starkey, Starkleberry, old Michael Starkey, I had to say, Thank you for being a fan. Absolutely. And there's, you know, for anybody out there listening, thank you. I also need to do a shout out to my sister. Uh, again, this probably isn't her forte, but she shares it. She's, uh, you know, been the first to probably listen and stuff that, you know, it's, it's not really her thing, but she listens. And I think that's cool. So Melissa, thank you for that. Uh, also our boy, and this, you can, you can comment on this, our boy, Tyler, uh, Tyler Nichols, thank you for checking us out, man. And you're always, he does give me some feedback and it's always been pretty positive. Even if there's something negative, he's not, he's not addressed it with me yet. Uh, he thinks we're doing a good job. So the fact that he wants more content, thank you, Tyler, for listening. You know, you're what, probably four hours away from us and checking it out. So that's pretty cool. And then also my father-in-law's friend that came down, one of the first really organic non-biased views I got was, uh, Jeff money. So thank you, Jeff, checking it out. Um, listening to our podcast yeah, and he approached me at a family gathering and he's a good family friend of my father-in-law's and he was like, dude, I listened to it. It's awesome. So thank you, Jeff, for that. And everybody else out there listening, 
I just want to say thank you. Please do not forget to comment, like, share, uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, whatever you can do, whatever you'd like to do. Uh, feel free to private message any comments. Like I said, totally love hearing feedback on anything you're checking out on us. So uh, that's mine for today for this episode. All right. So next time on the monologues, we have a couple new things. We're going back to the phone with a game with the uh, Black Desert Mobile. And well, we're going a little bit different. Uh, we are not doing a beer. We're not doing a beer. We're doing a seltzer. And we're doing something a little bit different. And I don't know how I feel about this. So we're doing the cacti seltzer. So we picked this a while back. We've had this for a few months. And uh, it just came to light to us that this is not just a random, you know, uh, seltzer. This is actually a seltzer put out by Travis Scott. So uh, if anybody is unaware, Travis Scott is a very famous rapper. Has uh, had uh, very big collaborations with Nike and McDonald's in the past. This is his collaboration, essentially, with Anheuser-Busch. Um, we weren't really aware of that when we first picked, the, that, picked this out. I think this was just kind of one of those things I think you saw and thought, hey, look, this is a new um, kind of interesting seltzer let's try it right and i'll chime in too this will be um for me the and this is going to be biased because of our area the big hitters that i had was seeing was and i won't get into all of them but the original big hitters i was seeing was you know truly white claw is huge around where we're at truly white claw and then i think when i picked this bud light seltzer was just trying to get rolling in our area there's several different flavors of bud light seltzer you know all, they were trying to get that moving, different packaging, and it really wasn't moving a whole lot. Really, the popular ones in my area is mainly White Claw. And then now that Truly's got some fruit punch and some teas, those are kind of moving a little bit better. So when I saw the cacti, you're not wrong. Like We picked this because I thought it was more an obscure seltzer. I didn't even realize. I, first of all, I figured we had picked it up because it was some side company. I didn't realize it was 100% AB. And I also had no clue about this Travis Scott or even really who he is, <laughs> other than I remembered the McDonald's commercial where he had his own meal. Looking into this now as we get to review, because I picked it and I don't do little heads up, guys. I don't do the research first. <laughs> I I grab stuff that stands out to me and that I think will either be that's unknown or not known enough or just something different than the norm. Be it games, be it beer. We just try to kind of reach out and grab different things from around wherever we're at and try not to just stick to 100% local. So when I saw the cacti, I actually brought it up to you. You're like, yeah, let's do the cacti. I don't want to do one of the mainstream ones. I was like, cool, let's do it. Come to find out it's kind of a mainstream one, or at least potentially maybe will be, when, especially when this comes out. But we decided to stick with it, and it fits the title of the game. Um, let's get some cactus, some desert going on. And I think that there's a very funny, kind of supposed to be funny, back little story I saw on cacti, where Travis Scott says something about a star landing in the desert. It enchants this blue agave stuff, and now they make this seltzer out of it. I, you know, whatever. It could be fun. I don't know. I'm sure some marketing guru figured that out to put that out there. I'm not educated on this enough yet, but that is what's coming next week. I don't know. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. If it's just uh, another another flash in the pan or if uh, we'll uh, actually enjoy this drink. Yeah, I was we'll actually kind of looking forward to having this, though. You know, it's kind of different than our normal, but with a little bit of story, kind of Kind of iffy on this one, so we'll, well, we'll see. And I'll put this out there because of 
the wife and I trying to, you know, watch carbs or whatever we do, we have tried several seltzers. So this will be put up against the challenge. Yeah. Because we have tried a lot that's out there. And I'm not a big seltzer fan at all. Yeah. I mean, if I if I wasn't worried about this beautiful girlish figure I got going on, I'm telling you right now, I'd be all nitro stouts almost all the time. <laughs> but uh probably eat, sleep, breathe the, the stouts. But it is what it is. Um, and I do like changing it up, so that's fine. Yeah. Not a big, not a big seltzer fan. So I'm anxious to kind of try this. Plus, again, we don't really try it beforehand. So it's kind of been sitting there. I've heard several comments and reviews. I want to see how it matches up. Let's see. I mean, it'll be a test. Um, and I, I kind of said it in the thank yous, but please make sure to follow us on Facebook or uh, the Monologues Instagram at the Monologues. Um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe wherever you are listening at. So if you like drinking, or you like gaming. Join us next time on The Monologues.